0: Okay, welcome to Conspiracy. What? And Let's talk about the most important part, we're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, conspira- we are, yeah. Right. welcome to
1: Conspiracy. Welcome to Conspiracy. Say what? We're all gonna die.
0: Especially you, what? listener.
1: That's that's a little hard. It's right? in the
0: prophecy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> According to all of these people, we're all going to die. So today we're talking about doomsday prophecies, prophesiers, prophets. prophets, sizzles. Yeah, prophet sizzles. Since the dawn of man, man has dreamt of the death of man. Hopefully one of these will come true so women can rule instead. Damn straight. Yeah. Damn we straight. might get
2: more done. Anyway, I'm Cameron. Oh, yeah. I'm Allie. And I'm Sarah. And I think we've made it pretty clear that we're talking about some doomsday prophecies. Um, we've got a pretty, a pretty good list for you. We've got some that we don't know if they're true because technically they're in the future. So anything can happen. And some don't really have a date and some like the two we've lived through. Uh, those didn't happen. Cause we're still here.
1: The two we've lived through.
2: Well, we've technically found, lived through many. I found at least.
1: 15 in the last 22 years.
2: I mean Sarah got to live through all of the 90s. So hey, uh, you know what? Okay. All right. Take it easy. I know I'm old. All right.
1: Listen. But there you've survived been... more
2: doomsdays. That's what I'm saying. If you
1: are 22 years old, you have survived at least, at least 15. And I didn't even put all of them in the outline because most of them are the same. But you've survived at least 15. So just just feel just feel hopeful in that sense, I guess, that you have made it this far. And if you're you've been alive since like the 60s or 70s, yeah. And that's a lot of world ending shit going on.
0: They a loved it, it back then.
1: Oh, yeah, they really did. They, they ate it up. It was ate that up. tastier than their food, at least if nothing else.
2: I mean, basically what it all comes down to is over hundreds and if not thousands of years, uh, people have tried to predict the day the world would end and some of those past were still here. And some of them are still coming. So who knows?
1: I mean, literally, since we since we've been keeping records, at least we have doomsday prophecies. I mean, it's just a thing that humans do for some reason. I imagine whales do it too. They've got to. It's it's gotta be something that they do.
0: They think about the end of the world.
1: I would whales? imagine
0: they do. If if we do,
1: then I imagine at least other mammals do. I don't think reptiles give a shit, but I imagine other well, mammals do. The reptilian
2: overloads are gonna save them anyway. So
1: not It'll if the okay. orcas get to them. <laughs>
2: Orcas are going
1: to rule the planet. Orcas are going to rule the planet. You give an orca a land machine, we're all dead. Anyway.
2: Well, we've we've got at the top here, the, the Hopi Doomsday Nine Signs.
0: Yes. So there are a ton of indigenous end of the world scenarios that are just floating around online. But the one that I could find that had the most concise information and also had a checklist of things that we are going through, already have gone through and still have yet to see is the Hopi Doomsday Nine Signs. So I'll just quickly go through these. The first one is that white-skinned people will come. Obviously, that Hello. has happened. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. The second is our lands will see a coming of spinning wheels filled with voices. And so that, that kind of turns into them being wagon wheels and prairie schooners these wheels carrying voices, which is just ghostly and horrible. And it happened. And then the third sign is that a strange beast like a buffalo with great long horns will overrun the land in large numbers. So that kind of seems like industrial farming, a bunch of cattle ranchers and all of that. And they took away the bison, which are actually better for you and cuter. Yes. Um, <laughs> The fourth sign is that the land will be crossed by snakes of iron, which if that's not a metal band, I don't know why it isn't. Snakes of iron. Snakes of iron, opening for <laughs> the uh, Okay, so that is obviously train tracks, which is a, a beautiful way of describing something so boring. Yes. <laughs> the fifth sign is the land shall be crisscrossed by a giant spider's web. So that could either be power lines or the what are those things where they did the a little tappy thing. Oh, um, Morse code. Tele- yeah. telegraph. Telegraph, Morse code lines. telegraph lines. Thank you. Yeah. yeah that. Lines. And also something that I thought of is what if this was also the World Wide Web and fiber, fiber optic cables? It's literally a web. It's quite literally a web. And it, inventing that may have heralded the ending of the world. I
2: about um the this list of signs and one of the people who was talking about this and like presenting this mentioned that he had seen the fifth sign with his own eyes when they put up a bunch of power lines over the Niagara Falls.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was
2: like one centralized thing that came over. And so he was, I guess he attributed it to power lines as well. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that being a frightening site where you went from a world of just nothing but open vast plains and then people for some reason put these sticks with webs in the sky like Mm -hmm. that's that's horrific um all right continuing the countdown number six the land shall be crisscrossed with rivers of stone that make pictures in the sun which is interesting because i kind of was like oh it might be highways or something like that but make pictures in the sun well it's like a mirage yeah, like is that, is that like the heat thought. coming off of them or like the heat radiating,
2: like when you're driving on a highway from the that's like really flat, you could see like the uh, reflections on it.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, the seventh sign is you will hear of the sea turning black and many living things dying because of it. So, thank you, ExxonMobil, and all of you other people that can't keep the oil in your pipes and have to ruin the entire oceans. Yep. so that's already happened and then the eighth sign is you will see many youth who will wear their hair long like my people come and join the tribal nations to learn their ways and wisdom which is a great sign because uh, that is happening as we speak because all the youth are starting to wear their hair long again and if you're indigenous and you're listening to this wear your hair long people it helps you tell people that we're still here so it's awesome please do it spread the word And then the ninth sign is you will hear of a dwelling place in the heavens above the earth that shall fall with a great crash. It will appear as a blue star, blue star Kachina. Very soon after this, the ceremonies of my people will cease. And as I was researching these in the same day, probably within the same hour because of the creepy algorithms online and everything, I got an ad for the new space hotel that's going to be oh. up and running in 2027 <laughs> i was like oh great this giant spinning wheel earth, the sky yeah. is going to crash into earth and we're all going to die awesome thank you so, so you're saying
2: we've checked every box except the last one
0: except for the last one so uh, the people that are developing the space hotel maybe pump the brakes let's rethink this yeah just make sure it's not going to crash in orbit <laughs> Yeah, seriously or at least make it crash in the ocean or something not not on the land where it's going to kill us. But I don't want it to kill the orcas either because, you know, they have to rise up and kill all of us, so. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Orca Uprising, right? Or what's that book? Um, it's
2: not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. That's right. Yeah, those are dolphins, or, though. Yeah, that's dolphins, where the yeah. dolphins take over. Yeah. yeah.
1: Those are some crazy prophecies. You know who else had crazy prophecies? Probably the most famous man ever. Nostradamus
0: we're going with that pronunciation, okay. He's damned us.
1: <laughs> He has damned us. Uh No, Nostradamus, the the famous, uh, definitely not poetry writer who didn't predict anything, who gets credit for predicting a lot of things.
0: I'm looking at the show notes. Did you seriously call him a divining daddy? Okay, well, I found it on an article, but I <laughs> had to quote it because, yeah, we're going to talk about the
2: prophecies of long dead divining daddy Nostradamus. Daddy. Somebody described his book of predictions as Mostly read like a bedtime story written by a Norwegian black metal band. I've never
0: actually read his book of predictions, but I am 100% sold now. Yes. See, (laughs) now you're into it. I am. Uh, You said Norwegian black (laughs) metal and I'm in.
2: I I knew I had to include it since you were going on this one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so he started writing prophecies in 1547 and published them in a book called Centuries in 1555. So this was like several hundred years ago. Um, This dude was French and he wrote everything in quatrains in verse. So it was all just basically like poetry predictions. Um, Each set of a hundred quatrains was a century. So he just, he wrote multiple centuries and he's known for his prophecies being intentionally very vague and very bleak. All of his prophecies are some kind of like natural disaster wartime, somebody's dead all that kind of stuff it's never like this woman named Mary will have a very tasty lavender tea
0: on Sunday I mean that is pretty pretty typical French you know like moody and I'm miming smoking a cigarette (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) the end of the world well I mean to be fair to (sighs) be
1: fair to Nostradamus he had he had a bit of a time in his life Uh, uh oh because he, he so he was, at first, he was all into like alchemy and that kind of shit. I, he and was
2: like a plague doctor for a while he was
1: too. He had an apothecary mm-hmm. and he was a plague doctor. He was known what? for being able to heal people. He was actually known for being very, very good at it. But then all of his business fell apart at once because his wife and child died of the mm-hmm. plague and he wasn't able to save them. So because oh. he wasn't able to save them, no one trusted him to save anyone else so he completely lost his business and his mind so that's what happened he he became a poetry writer as one does
0: as a sad french person does yes exactly Mm -hmm. so he
2: some people claim that he's actually predicted like real things Mm -hmm. like um i'll give you a few examples i there's many more but uh one of them is the death of henry the second um So this is the the prophecy, I guess, the way he wrote it mostly. The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage, two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. And I guess that is sort of what happened. Um, They so they had lions on their armor and I guess he was killed by a lance through the helmet. Um, so he, he pierced his eyes through the golden cage. That was his helmet. And, um, there's obviously like more to the story, but that'll be a, a while.
1: I like to imagine though, like what if his predictions are correct, but we attribute them to the incorrect moments. Like there had to have been just like a no name. Nobody who died in the same way. Right. Like, what if that's what his prediction was? I don't know why predictions always have to be about famous people.
0: I, I mean, what if, this a was, thing. what if this was just a prediction of the Lion King? Talking about the actual Lion King, the young lion overcame the older one. Yeah, who was thrown violently off a cliff by his own brother. And the whole—he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Little scar action happening there. Two wounds, Mm. like the ones on his hand before Mufasa was thrown over the cliff. Yes, and he died a cruel death.
2: So, (laughs) Nostradamus
1: is one of those that's really hard to dispute because, in theory, yeah, they're so vague that you can determine whatever you want i mean you can honestly do that with his honestly every single thing he wrote that i have read at least today and in the past reads like the first draft that he refused to edit that's that's what it reads like like i just want to read this one it's not on our outline but i like it i just want to read this one that he wrote and no context so you guys decide what you think this means and what this prophecy is after the rather long rain milk in several places in Rheims, the sky touched. Alas, what a bloody murder is prepared near them. Fathers and sons, kings will not dare approach. Now, I think that is going to be a bloody dairy war just between dairy farms. That's what I get. bloody
2: dairy war. <laughs> the aliens are going to return the cows to Earth by
0: raining them over the planet. Uh, I definitely saw that as more of like a nuclear meltdown and the, the rain milk and making the land untouchable by anyone. Oh yeah. Nuclear apocalypse. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, I mean a little bit more like Chernobyl. Yes. Chernobyl. That's what he was talking about for sure. Mm. So,
1: so. And it sounded like
0: and Chernobyl sounds like churn milk sky what So
1: we'll let the audience decide. you <laughs> Let us know if you think it's the dairy farm war for milk or Chernobyl. The Let's...
0: Chernobyl.
1: There's very Chern... different Chernobyl.
0: Chernobyl.
1: That's what I would call it if a dairy farm blew up. Chern...
2: Chernobyl. <laughs> for an ice cream factory.
1: Anyway, that's my input for this episode. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Nice. Good stuff, plan. Cameron. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so another one that I guess he predicted, although this one makes less sense to me, is the French Revolution. So the prophecy goes, from the enslaved populace songs, chants and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will in the future by headless idiots be received as divine prayers.
1: He would that have an killed
0: insult it. To injury. slam poetry. Totally. <laughs> headless idiots. Such a headless (laughs) idiot.
1: Now you just turned him into Napoleon. Yeah. That's that's what you did there.
0: I mean, Napoleon, French, I mean,
2: apparently he predicted the the uprising of Napoleon as well.
1: Dynamite, Um, like the movie? He killed in the box office. (laughs) So...
2: Oh my you god. You say what you
1: want, but oh my god. they made a lot of money off of that. He made
2: predictions about Napoleon and Hitler coming to power.
1: Yeah.
0: Napoleon uh, wasn't even French, by the way. Yeah. He, what was he? Was he like Spanish or something?
1: Oh, he's Italian.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Because he like he changed his name.
1: It looks like he was born in France, but he is Italian. Yeah, technically. So that's but he spoke uh,
0: Italian and like tried to get away with it, and he's just like, hey. I'm French. And they're like, wait a minute, buddy. Hang on a second. He's like, oh, oh thanks. Hey. So. Another yeah, bad so. <laughs> accent. Okay.
2: Um, jumping forward to a little more modern as well. People say that he predicted the 9-11 attacks also. Earth-shaking fire from the center of Earth will cause tremors around the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. <laughs> then Arethusa Arith- will redden a new river. I don't see how that pertains to 9-11 other than New City and the number two, but...
0: Is that
1: not um, more like Pompeii? I could see that. Or the volcano disaster that just happened?
2: Yeah. Um, his predictions Ooh. all, Yikes. like, were lined up by year as well, so... Mm. people are attributing them to certain things, as far as I can tell. He does 100 each century.
0: I would assume that means, like, one a year. That's a lot of writing. I mean, good on this guy for having such dedication. I could never... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also obviously
2: like all of the the non-believers of Nostradamus that claim that he basically just wrote a bunch of vague predictions about natural disasters and human conflicts that just inevitably happen
0: every few years or so as time goes on and all of us humans keep Is living. Is Nostradamus the one that would stare into a bowl of water in like a dark room with just a candle for a long time and then that's where He would come up with this. Why does that sound familiar?
2: I don't know. This
1: is why Nostradamus is so famous though, in terms of Doomsday prophecies, because every single thing that he writes is just doom and gloom.
0: Yep. And it's, Mm. if
1: you attribute it to any disaster, I mean, you could attribute most of this to almost any disaster in some way, shape or form, if you really want to. Doesn't make it any less real, I guess, because I know that there's going to be people that will be like, that doesn't make it any less real. So no, it doesn't. But what it does make it is very generic. That's yeah. kind of the issue here.
0: But if there's anything that humans love, it's to feel like they're like, seeing like figured something out. Right. Like they, they want to feel special, but also we all want to feel like basically it reminded me of the Beatles, it has like really simple songs and everybody loves it because it all is kind of like cozy, you know? Everyone can relate to it. No sadness is cozy. Yes, it's the opposite of cozy. It's like,
2: (laughs) oh, I knew all along. See, I was on his page. Humans also love that too. We love to feel sad. True. Mm -hmm. Um, As a former
0: teenager, I can tell you.
2: I wanted to throw one thing that I found that was supposedly one of his predictions for 2021 that said, few young people, half dead to give a start. And some people were like, oh, half dead people. This is like the zombie apocalypse. And I was like, no, it sounds like he just predicted that our generation has just burnt the fuck out. College students. Few young people because we're all just trying to do something and half dead. So
0: I guess that's 2021. Well, feel it. It's pretty yeah. accurate. Did he have then, anything to say about
2: 2022? Yes. <sighs> I did find quite a few things where people were compiling his predictions for 2022 and these are all right. Ones. Let's go. What are we in for this year? All right. So blue head shall white head harm in such degree as France is good to both shout air amount mm. somebody people were interpreting that as war in France I don't get how that
1: makes sense makes
2: any sense but
1: the French barely
0: sense. handle war that it's like
1: we ugh. say this but France uh-huh. has denounced the US recently for giving oh. nuclear armaments to Japan and Australia
2: so I I could see that. yeah but that, the French were told just like ugh, I denounce you and then do nothing
1: else about it, and keep mm-hmm. eating their croissants and sipping tea. Yeah. There's a lot there to unpack. <laughs> to going after the French. I don't think we've ever gone after France, so good True, on you, new country. Good on you, new country um, to attack yeah. this podcast.
0: Let's go after
1: French. <laughs> it's okay. We still attack America more than anyone. Else, so
0: look, I can't eat gluten, and I'm very, very upset about not being able to have croissants. So I'm angry at the French because they make great bread. Yeah, How dare we'll they? get you some gluten-free
2: croissants to eat in uh,
0: uh,
2: anger at the French. It won't be the same. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's also, you know, just another generic uh, doomsday prediction, which is, fire do I see that from the sky shall fall. Dun-dun! And people are like, asteroid destruction? Since Yeah, I mean, isn't there a new asteroid supposed to come towards Earth soon? I think we've narrowly avoided that again, where there oh, was yeah, an asteroid okay. that was on its way, but Um, A, as it got closer, they were like, oh, it's actually not that big. It'll probably break up in little pieces once it hits the atmosphere anyway. And B, it managed to go around us anyway.
1: No, we just had Ah, to do a flyby. It wasn't ever in danger of hitting us, though. It was just another flyby. There were were Redditors that were like, we're all going to die, but
2: there (laughs) always are. Reddit's the true Doomsday prophecy. Totally. (laughs) And then here's a two-part one. Um, No abbots, monks, no novices to learn Honey shall cost far more than candle wax. And then the other one is so the so high the price of wheat that man is stirred
0: his fellow man to eat in his despair. Um ah, take that all you people that eat gluten. <laughs> I'll be fine.
2: Sarah's just on a roller coaster this time. <laughs> I just um, want bread. <laughs> So basically, people have interpreted this one as like a destroyed economy and inflation since honey is expensive and wheat is expensive. And um, I'm pretty sure we're already there, though. I don't know why this is for 2022.
1: I was going to say, I mean, speaking of like bread, this generic is white bread. Like, I mean, (laughs) it's just this is something that not only is this happening now. Sure. It's happened countless times Mm -hmm. since he's been dead. So I don't know exactly. Like, I mean, he was right, but... That's like, if I wrote down war, there will be, yes.
2: Probably. (laughs) You
1: can attribute that to any point in the future. It's probably going to be correct.
2: I mean, the three of us
0: could all get in a fight right now and call it war. That's true. I mean, if anybody has had siblings, they've experienced war. Um, But one thing that is different for this one is the no abbots, monks, no novices to learn is interesting because if anybody's been paying attention to religious stuff over the past few years you know that there's a huge huge decline in people you know joining up to be popes and nuns and not popes like priests <laughs> all the people just in line I to be a pope. Be a pope. <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> yeah, Congregation of <you> popes. Not... <laughs> I, I do know what i'm talking about i just prefer not to but uh <laughs> it's <laughs> that's what that reminded me of this is kind of kind of that a weird time for the church is churches Mm
2: -hmm. and just um people being a part of a religion in
0: general is starting to decline as well so yeah although i'm infinitely more concerned about the price of honey because honey is amazing so yeah
1: it's so expensive
2: it's
0: more expensive than candle wax according to this yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: um and then this last one is my favorite um for two reasons it sounds great and i don't understand how people got to this conclusion anyway the moon in the full of night over the high mountain the new sage with a lone brain sees it by his disciples invited to be immortal eyes to the south hands and bosoms bodies in the fire
0: and for some reason
2: people think this is supposed to warn us of the robot revolution i'm sorry for some reason explain it to me this man
1: saw okay so let's just go through it. let's just break it down break it apart that's like a frog right moon over the mountain okay got a moon got a mountain people can't see my hand movements but trust me they're there uh then you've got a sage you got a very smart man or not a man right
2: break down the moon of the
1: mountain what i'm not done the moon over the mountain so you got a sage right smart man but not a man because he's got a lone brain right sees it okay sees it okay here (laughs) His disciples, the created versions of him, okay, this lone brain, eyes to the south, that's a direction, Uh, hands and bosoms, bodies in the fire. Obviously, that means that this lone, smart, disciple brain thing is going to kill all of the other bodies. Therefore, it's got to be the robotic revolution. If you've ever seen Terminator you if you've seen that opening scene, that's exactly what happens.
2: Mm. (laughs) So So maybe he just saw Terminator.
1: So in conclusion, yeah, I'm wondering if he didn't just see a clip from Terminator. That would be jarring if you just see that in the 1700s. (laughs) It was believable when the movie came out for audiences. In the 1700s, you cannot tell the difference. So... That would, that would be unfortunate if all of these people just saw movie clips and had no idea what was going on.
0: No context. just <laughs> That's why all of it's horrific. <laughs> it's all too real. They <laughs> can't handle it.
1: Oh, my God. Roland Emmerich and Michael Bay ruining the 1700s and their prophecies.
0: You still didn't uh,
2: tell me what the moon is about. What? You didn't yeah, you didn't circle back. in the mountain. It's
1: just you for you the said- atmosphere. It's called setting a scene.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's so. That's like the first part of his quatrains were setting the mood. Yeah, he's like,
2: so imagine this.
0: Picture <laughs> full this. Full moon over the mountain. Full
2: okay, moon. now robot revolution. So, like,
0: instead of on a dark and stormy night, we're gonna be killed by robots on a lovely moonlit night.
2: Yeah, it'll be full. It's a full moon. it will yeah. be high over the mountain. So.
1: I also want to bring up. Robots were technically, technically not technically, were technically a thing in his time. Technically, not technically. Da Vinci did create what we know as some of the first robots in Mm -hmm. theory. Mm -hmm. So it's not that crazy to think that he looked at something like that and thought, oh my God.
0: (laughs) By now they're going to kill us They're
1: going to take (laughs) over. I mean, I'm just saying.
0: He knew about the Uncanny Valley before the Uncanny Valley was a thing yeah yeah he's uh-huh. like nope that lion looks way too real and they're like it's made out of solid gold you weirdo and he's like no nope. <laughs> nope, it's gonna murder us all and if you know what i'm talking about good for you
1: yeah it carried flowers in his mouth the, yeah. the da vinci line it's pretty yeah cool. anyway yeah. his prophecies do end because he's Uh-oh. dead oh uh, yeah i think he would have kept it? writing if he hadn't died
2: so what uh. year does this does this stuff end
1: His prophecies end in the year 3797.
0: Wow, he made it that far. Okay, so the world is, we're going to be fine. Listen, these are
1: all like four lines each. If you don't revise yourself and you just are writing in the dark space because you have no family or friends now and nothing left to do, you can probably get pretty far. Yeah. I mean, if you go year by year, it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, but- Apparently, the year 3797, if you are in that time listening to this, that's awesome. Uh, pretty cool.
2: How are you listening to podcasts now?
1: Probably through their like teeth or robots. Yeah,
0: I was going to say molars for sure. Fins. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Or maybe directly in like the brain chip like Elon Musk wants to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah Elon Musk, the guy, robot. the guy who downgrades Teslas, wants to put a brain chip in you so he can mm-hmm. downgrade. We're it. in
2: a robot history class right now.
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. This conversation's going a little off the rails for them though. Okay. Tell me about forward. the end. That is the end. It there is nothing special about it. His prophecies just end in that year, which oh. is possibly the end of the world. So if you're in 3797, look up. How's the sky today? It's probably very gray and filled with death by the time the, every day the ecosystem's gotten yeah. there. I can't imagine there's forests anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably haven't seen a Bengal tiger in like a thousand years
0: um, yeah. Well now this just got set. Thanks. Awesome.
1: Like I really, talking about
0: the end of the world, I wasn't that sad about it, but now
1: I now really I'm sad. hope now the
0: bangle tigers are gone. I really yeah.
1: hope that bagels and donuts have survived. And, Did you
2: come to that conclusion after we said bangle and it sounds like bagel?
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, do so, you want to tell us about a mathematician?
1: A mathematician
2: a mathem- mathematician a With sir a
1: mathematician hair, a knight yeah. this man is a, a
0: knight he, he's locks.
1: knighted yeah, so he that's why yeah newton. so he's technically a knight he's sir oh, right, isaac newton. right
0: right
1: yeah so mr isaac newton you probably heard his name he had a couple ideas about gravity
2: i'm sure you never thought that he would be in an episode about doomsday prophecies, but here we
1: are. Honestly, if you know him well enough, you should probably expect it at this point. Uh, we talked about not
0: him. keep the doomsday away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about him. Actually, there is one of his sins. He he mentions that he's uh, that he ate an apple on Sunday,
0: and it's uh, yeah, uh, I hate when I ate an
1: apple in my home on Sunday. That it's is so just the worst. Yeah, it's like a second I one or of- like that.
2: <laughs> Eating yeah. an apple at thy house.
1: Yeah. Probably in a church. He probably ate it in a
2: church. Like is capitalized. Don't bring oh. it no guys.
1: Anyway, this night, Sir Isaac Newton, uh, he was actually, for people who don't know, he wasn't just a scientist. He was a little bit crazy in terms of what <laughs> we think of now. He was really big into alchemy. He was huge into religion and he loved like different occult ideals. So not exactly like your typical scientist. He's not. He's not like your textbook elementary school scientist that we teach. He was actually he kind of insane. So he had near the end of his life, they think. Uh, they, find, they, they looked at a couple of notes that he had written and the handwriting was very shaky. So they think that he was kind of older and having trouble writing. Um, but he said that the world was going to end roughly 2060. So not far off from now. We got about less than 40 years, about 38 years left. Um, but he thought that the world was going to end in 2060 among a a slew of other dates. However, one thing that he did say is that it may end later, but I see no reason for it ending sooner. So all of you doomsday people don't worry. You got until 2060, according to Isaac Newton. And he did the math, the math that I tried to understand. I really I really attempted to, I read it out loud to Allie. It's
2: like a list she of if, then know. statements that don't really make any sense,
1: but I will read part of what he wrote here. Uh, and then I'll talk about kind of what he thought was going to happen. Uh, one of the biggest things is he didn't think it was going to end in a blowy up. kind of way. He thought it was going to end more in like a, the modern life is done. Uh, and I guess I'll just say he thought it was going to be like the biblical pro- prophecy type of thing. Not so far off from like the, Christians and stuff like that. Uh he thought that the Jews would return to Jerusalem, the chosen Jews which is in the Bible, and that they would create a flourishing and everlasting kingdom here on earth, which is fun, I guess. Uh so that's that's interesting. But this is what he said. This is one of the quotes from one of his notes. There are many notes. So, uh he was also British, so I guess I will read it in the only British accent I can do. So, that's here we go. So then, The time times and half a time are 42 months or 1260 days or three years and and half reckoning 12 months to a year and 30 days to a month, as was done in the calendar of the primitive year and the days of short lived beasts being put for the years of lived kingdoms, the period of 1260 days if dated from the complete conquest of the three Kings, AC 800 will end AC 2060. It may end later, but I see no reason for it ending sooner. That was classic Isaac Newton. Um, Yeah.
0: Exactly what he sounded like. I
1: don't understand most of those words. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what he was going for, to be honest. I I don't understand the math. And from what I've read, most people don't really get the math and it's part of him being older. They think he was kind of losing it a bit more. Mm -hmm. And because he had spent his life dealing with alchemy and religion and the occult, he had kind of gone even more that direction away from typical science as he got older, it seems. Um, And just to kind of prove a point one of the most interesting things is that he thought the Egyptians and their pyramids specifically held the key to understanding the apocalypse that was coming in the world. So seems very specific. It's very specific for a man who's quoting biblical prophecy to quote then the Egyptians. He also went to the Egyptians to try and figure out the laws of gravity. So he was a very interesting man. He thought that their work in alchemy was like astounding. That was why, Hmm. um, But yeah, so Isaac Newton said that the world might end in 2060. The most important thing, though, guys, don't forget, it won't end before that. Live your life until 2060 and then get ready. Buy those cans of beans. Buy those cans of pumpkin pie mix.
2: Lock yourself in your bunker.
1: Lock yourself in the bunker. Stay away from those dairy wars.
2: You know, after 2012, there's a lot of private blast shelters around like people True. bought a lot of those things
1: there is a man who has one made of like 42 buses or something or 82 buses
0: yeah yeah like that.
1: yeah pretty what? cool actually pretty cool yeah he Covered actually used concrete. them
0: for a for a brief time during mm-hmm. the the early corona days yeah he had some of his friends stay there
1: he was selling them for a while too just in case any doomsday yeah. stuff happens yeah pretty incredible yeah. actually uh it's also mm-hmm. terrifying in the inner pictures it looks like a terrifying maze of buses and Mm -hmm. if you're claustrophobic don't go look at the pictures because he can't even stand up straight in the bus
0: it's nothing like you're picturing it's not some open airy no it's it is like uh if you've ever watched the great escape which if you haven't it's one of the greatest movies of all time but it's like that tunnel that they dig it looks exactly like that except dirtier
1: and dark it's just it's so just dark. dark. It's Why so, is it dark. so dark. Oh, God. And everything's well, they're buried underground. Yeah. And everything's brown. It's buried underground under concrete. Yeah. Because they kept telling him they were going to make him dig it up. So then he put concrete over it. <laughs> so that'll show him. That'll show him, I guess. And also means that he can't change his plans now. Anyway, though, his buses will be very useful around the year 2060.
2: Oh, there's just like one creepy one with a bunch of tricycles in it.
1: And most people who believe Isaac Newton, I should say, they believe that it's either going to be 2060 or 2132 because that was another date that he consistently mentioned. Mm. So it's going to be somewhere around there if you are a Sir Isaac Newton follower that the world is going to end. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Anyway,
0: next one. All right. Back to Turtle Island here. We have the Crazy Horse Predictions, which are uh, like some of the, the other stories. If you look online, they all kind of become one story it seems like which is kind of understandable because their world was pretty much ending so if anyone is going to talk about the apocalypse it's it's the ancestors (laughs) so what he said this is a direct quote apparently it said upon suffering beyond suffering the red nation shall rise again and it shall be a blessing for a sick world a world filled with broken promises selfishness and separations a world longing for light again. I see a time of seven generations when all the colors of mankind will gather under the sacred tree of life and the whole earth will become one circle again. In that day, there will be those among the La who carry knowledge and understanding of unity among all living things. And the young white ones will come to those of my people and ask for this wisdom." Which is great news for me. Um, I mean, great news for the world in general, just all coming together and everything. And the seven generations is something that comes up a couple of times through different indigenous leaders. And another one is Black Elk, which uh, if you have not read Black Elk Speaks, please do. He is another Lakota and he has some relatives that I've actually met before and he lived at the same time as crazy horse about. So they, they had ways of communicating these end of times kind of scenarios, but specifically black elk, when he was nine years old, he got an illness that almost killed him. And he kind of had this vision when he was laying in the middle of his teepee, where he lifted up into the sky and was shown all these different visions from these elders. And it's a pretty interesting story. I obviously cannot detail the whole thing here but there are some great videos on youtube that kind of are illustrated and show you what what all that's about but basically the world isn't going to end but it's going to change and it's coming soon the big changes are coming soon as you heard earlier with all the different signs that we are watching for it's coming you guys the last one I was kind of excited about this one at first, but then it just got really weird. So this is the Code of Handsome Lake. And Handsome Lake is not a place, it's actually a person. And he was a prophet, for lack of, you know, for an English word, um, who compiled, who had a bunch of visions that an anthropologist compiled, which this one, I was telling my husband about it. And these predictions were, I don't know, they, they were told to somebody, I don't know, back in the 1800s. And then a white anthropologist wrote a book called The Code of Handsome Lake, The Seneca Prophet in 1913. So he never met this guy. He never understood any of the context. And so the stories are all really, like, I was raised Catholic. And all of these are really familiar. They're kind of like, you need to follow these rules in order for the world not to end. And then it lists a bunch of stuff that's like, hmm, that sounds awfully biblical to me, which I don't know how a Seneca man from the early 1800s would have known that unless he was, you know, raised to or forced to.
2: With a lot of these like indigenous prophets, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that had told somebody who then told a white man who then Mm -hmm. wrote it down for them and There was like there was another one, I think it was the Hopi one too, Mm -hmm. where like kind of at the end there it gets a little biblical, like the star will come down and take over the world or whatever. And it it's all like sort of steeped in Christianity of some Mm -hmm. sort, biblical. Yeah,
0: it did really stuff for sure. Well, in the, the handsome lake story, he kind of is telling all of the indigenous people here are a bunch of rules that you need to follow and they're all like they would be beneficial not to the indigenous people but to the colonizers so that that was kind of like i don't like this so much but one thing that he did say that i thought was pretty interesting was um says then the messenger said watch and pointed to a certain spot toward the setting sun so he watched and he saw a large object revolving, which that sounds familiar for one of the earlier, earlier ones we talked about. And it was white and moving slowly. Then said the four messengers, what did you see? He answered, I saw a large object revolving. It was white and moving slowly. Then the messenger said, it is true. The thing that which regulates the air over earth, it is what we call the veil over all. It is said that it would bring great calamity should it revolve too fast. Should it turn faster, it would injure mankind. Now we are all regulators and watch over the veil over all. What? What? Right? That's that That's one. Cool. All the other ones are Weird. very much steeped in things that are relatable, like things they're comparing these visions to things that we have seen before. But this is the first one that is some outer space stuff that like what what do you guys think Oh, right like something is controlling the atmosphere flying saucer right that's what i'm gonna say it's aliens (laughs) my first thought was like oh it's the space hotel again that's going to crash into the earth and kill us all but then they said that they're regulators and they're watching this thing spinning in the sky that's regulating the air over the earth that's that's, like weirdly specific
1: that's also exactly what they're doing with like trying to manipulate the weather in certain places
2: mm-hmm. with cloud seeding and stuff like
1: that no not the weatherman i'm talking about real life like actual things going on i know the weatherman's not real <laughs> uh but the with like cloud seeding and in, in dubai and what china does to try and win like no violence wars now a lot of times with battles over territory yeah, it's, that's that's pretty common i mean that's Definitely. pretty common but yeah i don't know it's interesting that's that's very, very interesting. Anyway, that's some doomsday stuff <laughs> for sure. So doomy. Let's seek out a different doomsday though. Talk about some
2: cults.
1: Some cults.
2: So there many are good ones. So many cults. I just the majority of doomsday prophecies are just fucking cults that are like, hey, I read the Bible and uh it says on this day it's gonna end and they always pick a day that's like three weeks away and so they like sell (laughs) all their shit and they go hide in a cave and then nothing happens and then they have to be like oh my bad I meant like three weeks from now next year
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: then nothing happens but This one's a little more fun that you've got in here. I I like this story.
0: (laughs) Yes, this is one that I had never heard of. Obviously, I was not alive in the 50s, um, even though some of the teen patrons that I work with would disagree. Um, So this is the Planet Clarion Morning, and the world was supposed to end December 21st of 1954. The cult members were called the Seekers, and they believed that there will be much loss of life, practically all of it, in 1955. Not entirely. It isn't, you know, they, they actually said that, <laughs> practically all of it. And this is what the aliens are supposed to have said to the cult leader, oh. Dorothy, uh, which is interesting. I didn't know that aliens knew the word practically instead of just okay. saying, you know, whatever. That's, you know, good for them. Um, so they they also said it is an actual fact that the world is in a mess, but the supreme being is going to clean house. <laughs> another <laughs> another saying that's interesting. That aliens like totally not a phrase from <laughs> the nineteen fifties, right? They're gonna clean house and by sinking all of the land masses we know uh, we know them now and raising the land masses from under the sea. So that's fun. It seems like a time. I, I know right like we we have some good land masses why do we need to make new ones and you know have to wait for trees to grow and ugh, it's just time consuming really but whatever uh so the cult members like you were saying earlier Allie they gave up all their possessions they ditched their friends and family locked themselves away in a bunker and just waited for aliens to come and rescue them
2: was, and how then they supposed <laughs> to know that they were in there did they like paint a sign on top or something
0: well yeah, Dorothy was talking to them the whole time. Oh, so she right, right. she knew. Oh, they knew you know they're they're <laughs> chatting. They didn't have cell phones back then, so I guess it was just just mind telepathy. I don't know. Communication. But. So then twelve o'clock comes and then the sun starts to rise and they realize that the world hasn't ended. And rather than just giving up and realizing that Dorothy was a nut job, they the cult actually picked up steam. And they started preaching the power of the seekers because Dorothy told them that they had actually saved the earth by being believers. So this is what
2: I was confused about. Is the cult the ones that saved the earth or is it the aliens? Or the wolf in some weird way.
0: Kind of both. Um, the, The fact that the cult people all got together, gave away all their possessions and were being super good little cult boys and girls, the aliens, I guess, helped save the planet. Because of it, I guess. Okay, I see. I don't know. But anyway, uh, apparently this is where the term cognitive dissonance came into the lexicon, which if you don't know what that means, it is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So it's basically like you can't believe that the world is going to end and then it doesn't end and you still think you're right like it right. that doesn't make any sense you're That's just so funny not making sense which co- cognitive dissonance is in all of our lives at all times but we just refuse to believe it but was anyway it, so oh big time <laughs> <What>? big <laughs> no. time, oh, so awkward um So then they conjured up a third belief that the cult had saved the planet. So their arguments were not only valid, but they were more powerful than ever. So good for them. Then a week later, Dorothy was remanded to a psychiatric facility for causing a riot and blocking traffic after insisting that she and her followers were going to be, quote unquote, beamed up by the aliens. Oh, man, yeah, that's an ending. Yeah.
1: I got to say, I got to say, that's got to be super annoying for the people that were um, unfairly put in psychiatric homes in uh-huh. the 50s, because mm-hmm. you are just like a woman who feels emotions sometimes and society mm-hmm. doesn't feel like dealing with that next to you woman who believes she saved the earth using her telekinetic alien powers and was waiting
2: for aliens to come pick her up
1: yes uh yeah alien mediums are some of my favorite people alien channels yeah channels they are some of my favorite people and i want to do an episode eventually on just like a whole slew of them because they're wonderful
0: i didn't realize there were so many of them oh there's a lot
1: yeah There's, there's a lot of alien channels out there there's alien channels still going today and i'm not just talking about discovery like there's actual right. people who think they are talking to aliens.
2: Wasn't that one cult with the mummified chick in Crestone? Wasn't she an
0: alien channel? She
1: might have been an alien channel. She was just a whatever flavor of the day channel, I think, more than anything <laughs> else. So well,
0: there was a lot. I mean, Crestone is notorious for their alienness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some alien stuff happening too.
1: Yeah. Well, weaving our way back around to Christians again. Uh,
0: oh boy it's it's always the fucking christians (laughs) yeah yeah if you're christian this episode we should have given a warning ahead of time this one's not gonna look good for you yeah you're probably
1: not gonna (laughs) gonna like most of these people Uh, not gonna like this
0: harold camping
1: harold camping was a very big christian he had his own radio show he was a big writer he wrote all kinds of stuff you (laughs) may have seen one (laughs) of his billboards
0: also he had billboards
2: yeah i i've I think I remember seeing one on my bus route to school when he was wow. predicting the world was going to end in 2011. But I'll get like I'll let you get to that.
1: What is it? Just him with finger guns? Like <laughs>
2: <You> <laughs> the know, like, world's going to end? You know when you like go on a road trip and you drive through all those rural places and there's always like the the billboards that are like save yourself, let Jesus save you now. And there's like all the phone numbers out there. Oh yeah, yeah. And Holy moly! Look at his
0: guy's ears. <laughs> Sorry, I just looking at
2: pictures. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's, he's more of a modern one. I think this is the the closest one to our time. Um, oh yeah, he did have billboards. He mm-hmm. did.
1: Yep. Yeah, that looks did. like a
2: really sad book cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Judgment Day ones. I definitely saw. Yeah. Yeah. But for, I also lived out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. So.
1: Just for anyone not looking sense. at this, uh, it says Judgment Day, May twenty first, two thousand eleven. Cry mightily unto God, the Bible. Guarantees it. Familyradio.com.
0: I mean, I do cry mightily, but that's just depression. I didn't (laughs) know I was supposed to like to channel that. It's for Judgment Day. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh,
1: Anyway, let's talk about Harold Camping. So he was a doomsday foreseer. Mm -hmm. He saw it all the time, apparently. He, at one point, released, I think it was in 1992, he released a book ominously titled 1994 and no this is not a sequel to george orwell's 1984 uh but you might think it is uh anyway he believed that the world was going to end in 1994 and that's just for anyone who doesn't know how it was going to be a rapture so we're talking like for him it was like violent rapture like earthquakes, volcanoes, all kinds of stuff. And that's consistent throughout all of these. And you might think, what? All of these? Yeah. What in 1994, 1995, May 2011 and October 2011 all have in common? Harold Camping and the the end of of the world. world. Yeah. So uh, he predicted this first in 1994 and he's like, never mind, guys. I got the math wrong. Uh, It was my bad. So he claimed that this was all math, uh, biblical math at that, but uh, all the math that he was doing from the Bible. Then We roll around in 1995, nothing's happening for Harold Camping, uh, and it just it doesn't happen, right? Well, but you you missed my
2: favorite part of the 1990 predictions Mm -hmm. where he claimed to have done the math out of dates and numbers in the Bible and that he was specifically 99.9% certain that it was definitely going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. guess that one was a good thing to throw in there,
1: Mm -hmm. but he figured out that he was wrong and he 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 admitted it he's he's a humble man he admitted it <laughs> so he then redid the math found out it was actually may 2011 why because that is exactly 7000 years after the biblical flood mm. may That's 2011 just happens to be exactly 7000 years after 7, 000 years the biblical flood um
0: Christians I, love the number seven.
1: They do love the number seven, and that's what I assumed. I couldn't find anything that had specific significance. Uh, but the seven, number seven is mentioned multiple times, both by Christians, and it is mentioned in the Bible.
2: But,
0: but the flood is said to have occurred in May. I, I read the Bible <laughs> when I was Catholic, and I don't remember them mentioning it's in May. May. He read it wrong. Well, I, I he also did the didn't...
1: math. So,
0: did you Uh, add up all
1: the verses? So,
2: was it 7,000 years after the flood, or was the flood 7,000 years before May 2011? Here's
1: the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You know, Sarah, you are right in asking this question because as it turns out, it didn't happen in May. He was wrong. He did the math wrong. So, you caught Uh, him. You caught him on that. If if only he had had a good assistant, right? Then he would have known it was in October. Oh,
0: clearly, clearly that was
1: 7,000 years flood. after. I
0: mean, if a catastrophic flood is going to happen, it might as well be October, you know, spooky month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a quote here that is, I'm like the boy who cried wolf again and again. And the wolf didn't. Cry.
2: I mean, just the guilt. I feel like <laughs> finally crushed. <him. laughs>
1: yeah. Doomsday came to him in 2013 but oh no. wow. yeah <laughs> so i know dark humor dark <laughs> the end humor, of the world right? did
0: happen just is not it, for all of us Is it
1: too soon it's been almost 10 years it's been no, it's almost okay. 10 years
0: it's I fine. Mean, Rest in
2: integral, peace, mean he was an integral part of my bus ride to school so
1: well yeah
2: um, i don't know if yeah. we ever called that number but we used to prank call a lot of the the numbers on the billboards on the way to school I hope I called his number.
1: <laughs> so he predicted 2011. He gave up after that, it seems like. Um, I guess he, again, I wish he would have said 2013. I wish he would have said it because it would have made it more fun.
2: Sad? Would <laughs> <laughs> you know sad?
1: yes, yeah, sad. Oh man, I misspoke. Sad. <laughs> not, listen, I'm not trying to speak bad about this dead radio host, but what I'm saying is it would have been. I mean, would was he, he a
0: good dude or does he deserve some of, does he deserve some of the, The The only thing I
1: will say is he was a big Christian radio host. And I I have
0: no opinion other than that. (laughs) I
1: I will leave it at that. I will let other people decide how they want to take that. But what he should have said was 2012, not the famous, I believe Roland Emmerich film. Is it Roland Emmerich?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Roland
1: Emmerich. Uh, The 2012 Roland Emmerich film. Anyone who's alive right now listening to this probably knows about 2012. It's the famous "We were all gonna die" because of the Mayan calendar. The movie came out in two thousand nine because you know they wanted time to capitalize on that. Yeah, Uh,
0: gotta make money before the end of the world. Yeah, you
1: gotta take three (laughs) three years. years. You gotta let people buy the buy the Blu Ray. They gotta rewatch it. They gotta be able to have the party on December twenty first. Yeah. So anyway, the Mayan calendar predicted the end of the world in 2012. Well, why did it predict that? Because it was the 400th year on the calendar, which signified the 13th Bakhtun, which is thought to be the official end of the Mayan calendar. Now, this is one of those types of things where some people claimed you're just misreading it. Other people claimed that's not what it says. And other people said, no, the world's going to end. How is the world going to end? It's a grab bag. It's honestly like confetti in the air with different things written on the confetti because we've got flood, comets, uh, and also the infamous planet Nibiru, which we've that talked was about on one. this planet or we've talked about on this podcast so many times.
2: Planet X. Planet X, planet Nibiru,
1: the reptilian planet, as some people say. Some mm-hmm. people claim it's where the reptiles come from. Not lizards, but like lizard people. Uh, yeah, so they thought that, that was going to pass by and just kind of like after the earth is just having all these issues, just going to pass by, and just, poof, just knockout punch. So that was what was supposed to happen. Spoiler alert, didn't, didn't happen. Um, and then it blew up again in 2020 because someone said, let's compare it to the Julian calendar instead of the Gregorian calendar, which the Mayan calendar was based Fun fact on the Mayan calendar, not on <laughs> the other two.
2: Incredible. You mean that hard. these people didn't base their lives off of white people?
1: Yeah, it's what? Re-
2: wow. weird. it's
1: really weird. It's really weird. actually fun fact, it's it's believed that the Mayans didn't actually create the calendar in the first place. They took it from whatever civilization was there before them and added their own gods. So yeah, it wasn't <laughs> even their calendar. It was someone else's calendar. She was a new civilization. Well, this
2: Julian calendar thing is hilarious to me because, I mean, for no reason did they decide, well, what if we compare it to this other calendar and then do the math and see what happens? Yeah. And so I guess that meant that 2012 was actually 2020 and December was actually like mid-June. And so technically 2012 was last year and it it didn't really happen obviously yeah. like we're still here
1: yeah it didn't happen spoiler alert um and not only did it not happen it just underwhelmingly didn't happen like we didn't get anything that the prophecy said so you better
2: knock on wood
1: why it's over <laughs> 2012's past unless they do my idea and we start going backwards from here because of all the shit that's happened which i mm-hmm. still am all for i'm i want next year to be 2021 so that'd be great
2: I thought we were going backwards from 2020. So no, I mean, now we can't do that. You don't want to,
1: yeah, you don't want to like, recognize. anyway, what most people said about the Mayan calendar, there were so many people, uh, descendants of the Mayan specifically, who were trying to debunk this by saying it is not the end of the world, it is the end of the calendar, and it resets after that.
0: Right. So, yeah. Time isn't linear.
1: No, it's, it's wh- what it is, is it's Y2K all over again, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, what's going to happen when you reach 999,000? And it can't go to a million. It's gonna go back to zero. It doesn't it, you don't you don't have a calendar blow up and the world go into chaos. It doesn't work like that. Um, also, also, they're not even positive that those dates are correct on the Mayan calendar because fun fact, the Mayan language is incredibly hard to read because we don't have a real codex for it. We have parts of codexes for it because it a priest burned it all.
0: Right. And because the colonizers killed everyone who spoke it.
1: But Cortez, as I always thought, didn't uh, burn all of the documents. He actually kept them and a different priest later on burned all of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at least, at the very least, Cortez was like, I'll murder everyone by accident and take the, take the claim to fame, but I'll keep all the documents. And then a priest was like, well, this isn't of God. So they destroyed it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Fun fact about uh, 2012, when all of that was happening, um, one of my favorite movies is Signs which is probably (laughs) weird to say, but it it really is. I've seen signs so many times. Young Joaquin Phoenix. Like, yes, love it. Uh, That's mostly mostly what it is. But my family and I decided, it was actually my idea, because I'm the weirdo in the family, uh, that we would get together on December 21st of 2012 and make all of our favorite food, And then sit down around the dinner table and have our favorite foods with each other. And we had a big party and it was so much fun. I highly recommend it. So the next time we have an end of the world scenario coming around, make your favorite foods, have your friends over, share it. And, you know, if it is the end of the world, at least you went out happy. Yeah, that's that's great. sounds
1: great. Yeah,
0: it was awesome. (laughs) What a way to go down.
2: And also what a great excuse to have a party. Yeah, I mean, school. A lot of schools actually let out early. That was a big thing. They yeah. were they were afraid it was going to be chaos, regardless. Yeah. So, a lot of kids got early Christmas.
1: And as it turns out, nothing happened. <laughs> Literally nothing happened to most people. Yeah. some people had some bad days.
2: I ordered these. This next one with the last one because it looks like this next thing you've got here, Sarah, um, kind of connects to the 2012 thing. Mm. Let's talk about
0: uh, yeah. So it's a peak de Bouguera. Um, that is a, a mountain in France, which is called the upside down mountain that houses aliens that will save us from the end of the world. And the reason people call it the upside down mountain is because the rocks it, well, it is said that the rocks on top of the mountain are actually older than those on the bottom of the mountain. Ooh. Mm. However that happens, probably geology, something completely explainable. <laughs> so if you're a geologist, no. let us know. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a beautiful town. It's a small, quaint French town. And for some reason, people think that aliens live in there. I mean, what? from what I was reading, it's aliens or dragons or ghosts or... Fairies or whatever. There's a million different things said to live in this magic mountain. But specifically in 2012, when people thought the world was going to end, a group of people that the locals called esoterics descended upon their village and tried to save themselves from the end of the world. And it is said that 20,000 visitors came to their town prior to 2012 and that As the days approached, the French government actually set up barricades and French police officers around the city to try and keep out the 100,000 visitors that were expected to show up on this town December 21st. And they actually arrested a few people. But as we have talked about the French, they can't really do any great battles. So it fizzled out and everybody went home and had a baguette. So it didn't really, nothing, nothing really... I sorry guys, I love the French. I've been to France before. They're lovely people. Please don't come for us. Um
1: apologize to True. the Scottish, True. the Irish,
2: <laughs> Canadians, the, the
1: Americans, Canadians, the French, <laughs> Mexicans, <laughs> South <laughs> Americans.
2: Did you mention Australians?
1: Australia. I apologize for Angel every time he is on the podcast. <laughs> we apologize to every country.
0: Except for America. I refuse to apologize That's to true. you guys. I'll take that one
1: back. i take that one back.
0: <laughs> we don't deserve any apologies. <laughs> we are doomed. Uh, anyway. Oh, uh, the best part about this village is that there are still visitors that come through sporadically. And there are some residents who are making a killing off of renting their apocalypse-proof homes. It's just a, basically, you can stay at our Airbnb but you would also survive the apocalypse should it happen, which well, is a great. While part. you're
2: on vacation, the world happened to end. You would be fine.
0: Totally. I mean, I don't think that you get your deposit back if it doesn't, but you know, it's still <laughs> a fun offering. That's the best. Yeah. Let's go. Love that one.
2: All right.
1: Well, let's kind of round us out here. uh Put in just, Two quick ones, because uh, they're kind of newer. We got to see how they play out, right? We're waiting, kind of like Sir Isaac Newton's. But these ones are newer prophecies as well. They're not as old as his. But the Messiah Foundation International, which is a UK-based religious organization, they are essentially a cult. It's pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> if anyone's a part of that and they say that they're not, then you're listening to this. I'm sorry for calling it a cult. But anyway. No, it's not. So... They say that the world will end in 2026, specifically their founder Riaz Ahmed Gohar Shahi says that a mammoth comet will impact earth in the year 2026 and that it's already on the way. There is no way to stop it. So in that respect, he's kind of correct because if a comet was on its way, it would doesn't just fall. It's
0: already on its way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Unless it's like inside of one of the other planets, just being twirled around waiting to just be tossed. So we
0: we have
2: only four years to wait before we throw our next big event at the end of the year party. Oh, great!
0: Oh, that's yeah. fine. It's not too long. Twenty-six. That's not too long, not too long right to wait. Away.
2: Uh, yeah. He also
1: says though that the mammoth comet is not going to be what destroys the earth. It's just going to throw the earth into turmoil, and then the earth mm, is going to oh. be in hell. Hit the members of his congregation, however, will survive. It's got a rapture vibe to it, without being too rapture-y. Is it like a volcanic so, winter
2: type thing? I don't
1: really know, to be honest. It didn't like. We'll see when we get there. Stock up on coats. We'll we'll see, MFI, if we get there or not.
0: I mean, it's like he's never, he's never seen the Bruce Willis classic. Like we can we know how to deal with asteroids. Obviously we're prepared. We are ready. Like Billy Bob Thornton is going to save us.
1: So speaking of like rapture and stuff like that, let's talk about Kent Ben show or Kent be sure he'd be sure that the world's going to end. Uh, <laughs> but he has told his followers that they need to prepare for the return of Christ Slash for the rapture uh, sometime between 2012 to 2028. Obviously, oh, we have passed part of that. That's he started, a window. He started giving that window back in like 2011. See, that's um,
2: how you do it. You just have to say it's between this date and this date and give it like a huge window so if you're like you have a lot of margin for error
1: yeah he (laughs) believes that christ is going to come back uh after the people of earth have suffered for about seven years approximately anywhere from two to five years of that suffering his congregation will still be around but they will be raptured before jesus comes back this is almost entirely based on the idea, uh, on the ideas through the Book of Matthew, specifically Matthew twenty-four to twenty-five. However, he says that. But then, when you go and read through it, which I did today, and I read much, past, like I read past that, just to, as like a refresher. And it's mostly just about not worshiping false idols or believing people that tell you that they are Jesus or that they know Jesus, which is kind of a <laughs> weird thing for a pastor saying that he's listening to Jesus and he's giving, getting all this information to tell people to read. I, it's a back and forth thing for me, but anyway, uh, he further believes that this is because the Bible mentions that that it mentions a 70 to 80 year period that the, uh, Jews will kind of reform after suffering and that they will begin to build up that Holy kingdom, right. Which he said happened in 1948. He claims that Jesus says that there is apparently Jesus says, I don't remember it and I couldn't find it. So this is more (laughs) on him. Uh, But he says that Jesus claimed that a Jewish boy slash man, because he's going to grow up, I think, unless he like Benjamin buttons it. But anyway, will be present at the time of his return. That boy, this man claims was born in 1948 and will be shown to the world by 2028. Ergo, the 70 to 80 year prophecy. So that's what he believes. Uh, but again, his congregation won't be here when Jesus arrives. They will be up in heaven, chilling, having beers. How do you get anybody to follow do. you with that kind of news? Uh, I mean, doomsday prophecy, and he's selling eternal life. That's how.
2: But you didn't say sequel Jesus again.
1: I didn't say sequel Jesus, no, but it is technically sequel Jesus. Uh, anyway, right. that's what he believes. He believes that the world is going to be essentially just like massacred, and people are going to be suffering. And he currently sells uh, books. You can donate to his charity. I'm not giving you the name of it. You can go find it if you want it. Uh, but he, you can donate to his charity if you want, where he gives books to Jewish people so that he might turn them to face Christ. If anyone's listening to this and they're offended by that, it's fair. Go tell him. Yeah. he
0: Wait, believes... What?
1: He believes that it is their responsibility to save the Jewish people from their current false beliefs and false idols and to turn them towards Jesus for the return of Jesus. The 144,000 Jews that are supposed to be saved. It got very religious here.
0: The guy will be born Jewish, but will have to be converted and then (laughs) will save the world. He's just got to be a Jewish man that's given up everything, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> All That's, kinds of cognitive dissonance.
2: Yeah. Like told us about earlier. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Anyway, those are what we have. Those are not the only, again, it's been so many times in the last 20 years alone. Lord knows how many times in the last hundred years. I'm sure even he's lost count. And even beyond that, it's, I mean, you get a different prophecy every year. Let's just be real. At
0: least one.
1: Yeah. At least one. At
0: least 10, maybe. Yeah. Oh, at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah um but yeah who no, what are I'm, your
0: conclusions
1: all right yeah what are our conclusions what are we talking about here
0: live laugh love survive the apocalypse all right that'll um, be on our new pillows coming out in october yes
2: um what what year do we
0: think the world's gonna end uh i don't think it's gonna be all one one big go of things i think it's gonna be a multi-level horror show okay like as Disney life Super- is yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, but like less popes buried upside down with their butts in the <laughs> air, you know, like less of that. But like, um, I don't know. It well, speaking of all this, kind of reminded me of something we were talking about the end of the world at Thanksgiving. You know, like families do, like you do, one yeah. year. And my we're grandpa was just, yeah, it's it, it was one of the better conversations, honestly. But my grandpa was just sitting quietly. This was years ago. He's since passed rest in peace, buddy. he was so great, but, um, just sitting quietly, man, a few words. And I remember, I think it was my dad. just like, what do you think about all this? And my grandpa said, well, one of these days, one of them's going to be right. <laughs> and just went back to eating and we're like, okay. Cause all of us were kind of ragging on it was probably around 2012 or all this, you know, and we were just ragging on these people. And we were like, All right. Thank you. We need that. We need to be brought back down there. Thank you for that. So that was a good memory to have while researching all of this, but basically back to all this. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a combination of things that is going to lead to the extinction of probably humans and hopefully the earth will survive without us. That, that would be my hope for the future. That's a good,
2: that's a good hope. Yeah. I'm gonna say 2042 because it's the meaning of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> just to circle back to the dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll all, like you said, just the humans will leave and I don't know. I guess the orcas and cam story will take over instead of the dolphins.
1: Oh, they take over long before the end of the world. Long, <laughs> long before the end of the world.
2: Okay, so what year do you
1: what what year do I think? Yeah, what
2: year do you think the, the world's gonna end? Or like Sarah, what time frame?
1: Oh man, I mean it's hard to say a year, right? I would say somewhere around the year 3000 because art is like a big, like three, like rule of thirds type of thing. Uh, and I really think the earth is just founded on art and artistic ideals. So we're, in, we our, just we're in our second them. act. Yeah. I think we're, we're probably roughly around like the second like act the or third our act. next generation in a way. Uh, but I would say that I hope it ends the way the Norse predicted, because that sounds fun as hell. Uh, that's a lot of battles. Literally. Got giant snakes. <laughs> Demons from the underground gods and giants fighting each other in eternal winter, which sounds like it's approaching.
2: Is that uh,
1: Ragnarok? Yep. That's right. Yeah. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a lot <laughs> more interesting than some of the other ones that I've heard. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's what I believe. I honestly though, and like all legitimacy, most likely we're going to end the same way. Venus seems to, which is burning hot Fire. volcanic land. With nothing when else we, When we
2: kill the ozone and we have no protection left.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, once our air purifier, the sky decides
2: <laughs> to go out.
1: And the orchids yeah. leave us on their magical ships.
0: Yeah. Going through I mean, the sky. I the, mean, the only thing with all of the, the Rona stuff um, had me thinking, a lot of people kind of were worried that this might be the end times, which still remains to be seen. Um, I'm just disappointed in myself, that I have not adopted a skin-tight leather outfit with a samurai sword that I just walk around with all the time. Instead, I'm sitting in a Halloween robe with a pair of sloth pajama pants and a keep Palm and Colorado on t-shirt. So I'm disappointed in myself. I just wanted the world to know that. You gotta get that battle axe.
1: Man, I now, now to- I kinda <laughs> wanna get a leather suit and a sword.
0: I mean I do have several swords, but I I'm very comfort driven. I don't like the feeling of leather, but I think the aesthetic is kind of necessary if you're gonna go into battle with the end of the world.
1: It depends. Like if you're trying to be sneaky, it doesn't mm. work. It's no, squeak, you're gonna squeak, be like squeak, 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 squeak,
0: squeak. squeak. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it doesn't like is a lot that of chafing. Like, what is that coming for us? You just hear it through the vents just there trying to sneak around. Yeah. So maybe
0: house work. slippers and a robe is probably the best way to go.
1: It actually might be, it might be, especially across the snow. No one's going to hear you coming and you're warm. So Ruth. yeah, yeah.
0: And I look good. Like you guys can't see me if you're listening to this, but I look so good. Spicy. <laughs> so good.
1: <laughs> well, let us know when you think the world's going to end, how the world's going to end, why it's going to end, who's going to end it. Will Odin be there? Maybe, maybe not.
2: I hope so. It's hard. What to outfit say. you're going to wear? Yeah. yeah. What is your apocalypse outfit? Please tell us on Twitter.
1: Yeah. I'm sure of one thing. When the world ends, people will be tweeting about it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: that's what'll happen. So, or whatever the thing is at the time that happens or when you're listening, to whatever this.
0: the kids those days are doing.
1: Yeah, whatever. I don't know what they'll call it.
0: Oh, it'll still be Twitter. Are you kidding? It's like the world <laughs> is going to end and Twitter <laughs> will still be
1: It'll just be a series of special characters with no real name.
0: Everyone's scheduled
2: posts. will still just be posting after we're all gone.
1: How far in advance can you schedule posts? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, let us know. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on all the social medias. We got stuff in the show notes. If you want to throw us... A couple pennies in the jar, and the proverbial jar that we're shaking, uh, get a few doomsday prophecies maybe.
2: Kofi.com slash conspiracy. What? Again, the link is in the show notes.
1: The link is in the show notes. Uh, until next time, unless that doesn't happen because the world ends, hard to say. Uh, I'm Cameron.
2: I'm Allie.
0: And I'm Sarah.
1: And you are the listener. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to always stay stitches and then if the world ends in fire and brimstone, you can always make a brick oven pizza.